hello 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 hey everyone welcome back to bang bang cult we're here to tell you another fun story or two two uh yeah two today we uh we decided to take a a different turn again yeah and we're gonna do some folklore stories yeah so yeah. that'll be fun yeah maybe maybe you, you find out yeah we'll find out all okay. right flip do you the wanna, coin do you want me to you do can it? do it okay just Three. don't don't hit me in the face oh! Oh, it's tails. Oh. I go first. All right. Okay. So today, I'm going to discuss the case of Alexander Sonny Bean and the legend of his cannibalistic clan. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sonny was born in the late 14th century. So we're taking it back. All right. 14th century. In East Lothlin, Scotland. I don't know where this is. Me but, either. But Scotland. Scotland. We know where that is. He was raised in an agricultural community and came from a poor family. His father was a ditch digger and a hedge trimmer. And it is believed that he was often beaten by his father for not being a good enough son. Hmm. It's really sad. That's very sad. As he got older, he attempted to help his father with various jobs. Unfortunately, he wasn't quite up to the task. And he realized he actually just didn't like to work and was tired of disappointing his father so he just stopped working altogether me and same 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 right like (laughs) i don't like it either i'm just gonna stop i just watch tv all day and soon after he started to date a woman named agnes douglas agnes also didn't like to work and was known to be a witch in the community oh and after they began dating there was a robbery in the town and the victims were believed to be used as a sacrifice for a spell that agnes performed Hmm. So she went dark real quick. Real quick. From that point on, she was known as Black Agnes Douglas, the Dark Witch of Lothlin. Ooh. I know. Spooky. Which is a good name, it's a right? a good name. I know. So they're not working. They're I want just a good name. Oh, I think you have to do bad things. No. You can do good things. Mm. I guess, like, superheroes have good ones. Like, well, it's like Superman. Yeah, it's not Batman. as good. No, they're not, not as good. Like, no. All right. We'll try to come up with a cool, good name. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, people weren't happy with them just, you know, murdering people and sacrificing them. So, they basically just ran them out of town. And the couple traveled through southern Scotland and basically robbed anyone that crossed their path. And it's believed that they struggled to find food since they couldn't go into town to use the gold that they had just stolen because people would catch on. Yeah. So, they turned to cannibalism oh then what was the money for just to have for the heck of it okay they just wanted to rob people i guess i guess if they keep but you think if once they get to the next town they can use that gold and then you'd think but but then i guess if they're have they're random people and they have gold they're just assuming that those are the people that are robbing either way right or if you like take in like a ring or something they're like that doesn't work but so maybe but i don't know they don't I mean, they're eating people, so it's not like they probably have the best minds. True, true. They probably didn't think this through very well. Not so much. They thought it through to not spend their money, though. They were, like, semi there. But they were very frugal. They were frugal. They And, well, <laughs> as it continues, uh, not wanting to draw any unnecessary attention, they kept their meals to a minimum and would only eat when they absolutely had to and would dispose of the remains in a fashion that would make it look like an animal attack. So they were frugal with the way they ate, and they were frugal with the way they spent. 
Yeah, they weren't that dumb. Yeah, made it look like an animal attack, which is pretty, pretty kind of brilliant. Yeah, actually. actually it was. Well, good for them. Yeah. So after traveling and hiding out for several months, the couple eventually settled in South Ashire Coast near Ballantrae. Don't know where this is, but good okay for these, our Scottish friends, that's where they were. While searching the area for shelter, Bean and Agnes came across an entrance to a cave that overlooked the water, and it turned out to be the perfect hideout because the entrance was only accessible during low tide, and at high tide, the entrance would completely disappear. Oh. Brilliant, right? Yeah. I know. So, once they were there, they actually started to rob on a regular basis, being sure to never leave a witness. They would only attack one person at a time and would bring the body back to the cave to be pickled for later eats. Ooh, pickled person. Pickled humans. But it's too bad they don't know about, like, fried pickles. Oh, they yeah. could have had, like, fried pickle humans mm. with ranch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the important things. Add the ranch to it. <laughs> And soon after, they began to have children, eventually had eight sons and six daughters. Damn, son. Literally. <laughs> Literally, as we'll, we'll get there. Uh, as the children would, would grow up, they would be incorporated into the killings, sometimes hunting as a large group and other times splitting up into smaller groups to cover more ground and increase their profits. Oh. Further. But I think now they're finally like, okay, we can go spend the money because people won't like catch us. Yeah. Well, and they have a family. And now they're a family, yeah. I mean, I guess they're still eating people, so. No vegetables, though. No vegetables. Really lacking in nutrients. But they're pickling it, so maybe they're getting... Oh, yeah, that's true. They are pickling. Maybe they got... I don't know. I think they did say that they would go into town for other things, so maybe they would get a side of something. Yeah, vinegar. Yeah. A little extra vin. (laughs) A little little taste to it. Uh, eventually Bean wanted to expand the family and encourage the children to breed with each other. Of course, of course. Of course, of course. And it is believed they had a total of 18 grandsons and 14 granddaughters. Wow. So it was a total of 48 beans. (laughs) 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 Jumping beans. Jumping beans. (laughs) I was thinking like old school accountants, like counting beans, bean counters. Oh, yep. Yeah. Except for their counting humor. Yep. <laughs> I like it. It's relatable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the family was actually able to carry on with their acts for about 25 years. And the be- killings began to occur so often that people from the surrounding no- areas started to take notice. Within those 25 years, around 1,000 people had disappeared. Well, I mean, that kind of makes sense because... There's 20, well, there's 48 people. And they got to eat. Yeah. That's a lot. People. They got to literally. I guess it's not that many in a thousand years. I mean, a thousand people in 20. (laughs) But it's still a lot of people. It's still, yeah. Wow. But yeah, so obviously people are like, "Uh, that's a lot of people. And they started to, the townspeople started to make accusations and spread rumors against each other. With one accusation was that the local innkeepers had been robbing and killing the missing people. And this rumor was so widespread that many of the innkeepers actually left the business to move on to new careers. For the fear of being lynched. Makes sense. I get that. Yeah. So, like, I'm guessing these people then weren't 
um they weren't known to the townspeople like they came in occasionally to buy something but they were i think they would only come because could only come at low tide so and like oh yeah that makes sense yeah so they'd only come in at like certain times and they're i think only would hunt at night and like yeah they're very secretive so people don't really know about them they were sleuthy they were sleuthy very sleuthy in the night all right Mm -hmm. poor innkeepers i know they're just trying to live their lives another rumor claimed that there was some kind of evil beast living in the wild many believed that it was the red caps which is a goblin-like creature from scottish folklore who uh were thought to cause many of the disappearances and others believe that it was the Kelpie. The Kelpie. The Kelpie. A Kelpie is a Scottish mythological creature said to live in the lochs and rivers. It comes onto land and appears to you as a horse or a pony. And it encourages you to jump on. As soon as you jump on, it runs back into the water and takes you with it. That is super fucking cool. It's like, <laughs> then you become like a mermaid. Maybe. I don't think you become a mermaid. No, I think you'd die, but... <laughs> I'm gonna go keep a ghost <laughs> mermaid. Yeah, but then you get to be part of like the Loch Ness monster, Kelpie. Which you said Kelpie, and I was like, oh, this better be like a kelp monster. It must be, but then it turns into a pony. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> There's way too happy about this. <laughs> it's my little pony. It's not your little pony. It's a pony kelp monster that's going to turn you into mermaid dinner. <laughs> it's a literal monster that turns into good. Okay. Well, then I would probably totally jump on the pony and die. It's fine. I accept it. <laughs> I'd be the first to die in any murder movie. It's okay. <laughs> Don't take Heather with you. Or do. She's do. a great bait. You wanna t- yeah. You, like, you'll survive because I'll be like, bye. <laughs> gonna go hang out with the pony. The pony. They're like, Heather, no. I'm like, no, it's the pony. It's fine. <laughs> uh. And, of course, all things must come to an end. And on a night around 1430 AD, the family was hunting in small groups. And one of these groups came upon a man and his wife riding horseback. And the group attacked them, obviously. Did they attack the horses, too? I don't. Maybe. That would be good, like, meat to take back. But if they don't eat, like, maybe they don't have the taste for it. Yeah, I think they just like human flesh now. Yeah. Well, I didn't read anything about... Or they could have kept them as pets. Maybe. Like, in the caves with them. Very useful. They could burn their poop. Be a lot of fire from that poop. Fertilize and grow things. Yeah. And have a ride into town. It's true. Well, maybe they were maybe they were savvy enough. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh so they decided to start attacking this couple. But the guy actually was trained with knives and guns. Which I also didn't realize the guns were already around at this time. Oh yeah, I guess they were, huh? They were invented in like thirteen hundred. Did you look that up? I because had to, you I was didn't like, know. I was like, wait. What? Yeah, so 1300. So he was already able to use the guns and fire. But those were like the ones you had to like pack yourself. Yeah, it was like the little, yeah, the gunpowder and like, but still. Wrap up your gunpowder. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how guns worked. I don't, yeah. I'd probably like drop all the gunpowder and like burn myself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he was actually able to fight off the family. However, the wife was not as lucky, and she was taken off her horse 
murdered and partially devoured. Just right there. Just right there while he's fighting them all off. Like, they just ravaged her, but just, not in the sexual way. No, just in the all the wrong ways. Oh, raw, too. I know. Just did it. Ooh. Poor guy, too. He's, like, trying to fight. Yeah. Ooh. It's, like, literally a horror movie. There was another group that was traveling behind the couple, and they approached soon after the fight began. And when the family heard the crowd approaching, they ran away and made it safely back to their cave. Oh, lucky them. So, but bad day for the wifey. Yeah. So people actually now knew who were committing these crimes because they actually saw it happen. And it the word spread to the king. King James, they believed. Oh, yeah. There were kings back then. This is king time. <laughs> yeah. Kings and jesters. Yeah, this would have been, yeah, like King James. King that James. They believed. Yes. Although accounts of timings vary because of when the story yeah. is said to have occurred. But okay. it is believed it was King James. And he led a manhunt with a team of 400 men and several bloodhounds. Mm. Bloodhounds. Bloodhounds. They. I don't know why I went. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so like horses and blood. Like it kind of like it does pic- paint a picture. It does. All of these four hundred men trying to find this family, and they were actually able to find the cave. And when they entered the cave, they found the Bean Clan surrounded by human remains, with body parts hanging from the wall, barrels filled with limbs. And piles of stolen heirlooms and jewelry. Hmm. So it's just like a cave filled with yeah. It's like the Body Little Mermaid cave, but like bad. The, yeah. The dirtier, the bad, bad version, the dark the version. The goth mermaid. Yeah. Not goth. Goth people aren't. It's like it's Ursula's cave. Yeah, like Urs. Like if Ursula was the Little Mermaid. Yes. Exactly. And collected forks, but instead of forks, collected body parts and jewelry like body parts on the fork yes yes so painting another picture for you guys yeah (laughs) not a good cave i'm sure the smell was awful oh can you imagine no oh because it's like 48 humans are living in there and you know they don't smell good and then yeah how big was this freaking cave i don't think caves are pretty big it was probably a pretty big cave because i think it was like a couple miles in, like after the tide would. Hide oh yeah. It, so it was. Like, I think it was pretty big. Okay. Yeah. They found a really good spot. That's a good spot to live, to hide, to, to chill, to eat people, to eat people, Do to hide thing. your jewelry, hide your kids, hide your wife. They literally. They literally did that. And you literally should. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're eating people. You know. So there's two versions of what happened next. The first was the most common tale, that the clan was captured alive and taken to Tolbooth Jail in Edinburgh. And then they were transferred to Leith or Glasgow. Yeah. Not really sure which one. Uh, They were executed without trial as they were seen as unfit for one. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, eating people. Especially back then. Oh, yeah. They would. Yeah. It didn't matter. It's like a lawless time. Sonny and the men of the clan had their genitalia cut off and thrown into the fires. Their hands and feet were severed, and they were allowed to bleed to death. And Sonny, shouting his dying words, which was, It isn't over. It will never be over. Hmm. 
I wonder what he meant by that. That they're coming back? Maybe he's a Kelpie now. Oh, maybe. No, he doesn't deserve to be a Kelpie. He's like the ugly horse that no one wants to be a part of. He's a bad Kelpie, not a very good one. Though. Yeah, he like never makes it out of the water. He's just like, can't, can't form into a pony. Wouldn't he be the Kelpie that eats other Kelpies? He would be that Kelpie. All right, well. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after watching the men die, Agnes, the women, and the children were burned alive. And s- the second version of the story says that they used gunpowder at the entrance of the cave, and the Bean family died of suffocation. Hmm. I mean, I guess it would depend on whether it was high tide or low tide. That's true. <laughs> I guess they would have to make sure it's low tide. Yeah, they would have to wait for low tide. How would they even know where they were? Well, because they had found it with all the bloodhounds and stuff oh yeah the bloodhounds because they were bloodhounds mm-hmm. they found that blood they, yeah. knew, they knew what they were looking for but either way it said that they're all dead yeah except for <laughs> except uh it is said that one of his daughters actually left the clan and settled in a town nearby i won't even say what the name is because i don't know uh she actually planted a tree that became known as the hairy tree and after her family's capture, the daughter's identity was revealed, and she was hung from the bough of the hairy tree. Aww. Which is really sad, because she tried to leave and, like, get out of it. And yeah, but they probably thought, like, you're just one of them, and... You're probably just trying to keep the family going. And yeah, and you're probably doing the same thing. You're gonna eat us. It's shitty, though. It is shitty. Maybe she was doing that. Though. Maybe she was. We don't know. Maybe she had, But like, she probably wasn't, because she left. And she planted a tree. She was a good person. <laughs> Only good people plant trees. Exactly. Evidently. <laughs> According to Heather. I just love, I believe in the good of all people. Obviously. And ponies. Kelpies. And Kelpies. <laughs> so people obviously question whether the story of the Bean Clan is true. And when did the tale actually happen? Uh, the legend of Sonny Bean first appeared in the British Chap Books, which is a sort of magazine of the times. Okay. Like the modern day people. Or, yeah. Uh, it's rumored that it was a political propaganda tool after the Jacobite Rebellion. Don't know what that is. The Jacobites? Nope. Oh, it's like, it would be like the Civil War that we had. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. So there's like a whole thing. Actually, technically, I'm from Scotland and they attacked my family. They did, like, a Game of Thrones, like, mass murder. Rude. There's, like, a song about it. Oh. Yeah. So, if you ever want to look into it, it's very, it's, uh, very yeah, Game of thrones something I did not know about. Yeah. So, they use this as, some believe, as a, a tool to just, a propaganda tool. Another story mentioned in a narrative created in 1843 called Great Short Stories of Detection, which was written by Dorothy L. Sayers. And in 2005, a newspaper questions the validity of the story, stating that there wasn't any historical documents mentioning the disappearance of a thousand people. And also the accounts of when it happened vary, sometimes saying it occurred during the reign of James VI, with other versions claiming that it happened well before that. Oh. But it's actually not that surprising that there was no note of a thousand people disappearing, because... Actually, cannibals act- did exist during this time. It wasn't all that uncommon. Okay. And it was a lawless time, so I guess, you know, people yeah. 
things just happen. That's not that surprising. So it's not that shocking. Now it'd be like, that'd yeah, be weird. like a thousand people. That'd be weird. But back then they're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they also didn't have as like good of census taking and people died a lot doing like labor, labor, walking too far yeah. without water. Not yeah, like or clean water. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of things that happen. And another origin story is that it the Sonny Bean legend closely re- resembles the story of Christy Cleek, which was a tale that was created in the 15th century. In the 1696 work by Nathaniel Crouch, who was a popular history writer who actually wrote under the pseudonym Richard Burton, he and his tale. The following happened in 1459. A lot of dates and things. But (laughs) basically, he wrote a story saying that in 1459, a thief who lived quietly in a den with his wife and children were all burned alive. For many years, the family were killing young people and eating them. And only one family member survived, a girl. And she was raised by the Dundies. And when she turned 12, she was found guilty of the same crime. And when they went to go execute her, she said, Why do you thus rail at me, as if I had done such a heinous act, contrary to the nature of man? I tell you that if you did, but now how, know how pleasant the taste of man's flesh was, none of you all would forbear to eat it. Oh, so she was eating people. Yeah, she was like, it's delicious. But then why did she leave it? Well, no, because she's the only one that survived. They've oh yeah yeah so they're saying that like yeah the sonny bean story might have been based off of this one that like yeah daughter left but uh, but it's like the same story it's just exactly that's why they're like is it just a retelling of the story that got lost in translation maybe is it the original story but still i mean i guess it's something we may never know no probably won't it was a long time ago yeah it's 1400s Unless they find some crazy anthropological evidence. That's true. Start digging. Find that cave. Yeah, guys. Low tide. But don't be stupid about it. Be smart. Yeah. Yeah, don't get caught in caves. But if it actually exists, there's probably a lot of good gold and stuff. In Rings. Caves. Mm-hmm. Pickled. Pickled human flesh hiding somewhere. Just bring your ranch and you'll be good to go. <laughs> Don't forget your ranch at Don't home. forget your ranch. And that is the story of the Sonny Bean claim. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. It's my turn. So I'm going to talk about a place. Place. A place. Does it have Kelpie? No. Oh, okay. Um. This place is called Turnbull Canyon. Mm. Yeah. Part of the, one of the, so one of the reasons I chose this and I'm really excited about it is because it's in California. Oh, cool. And I think this episode is the, the episode that airs my last, like right before I leave California. Oh, like, I think I'm moving that after same. this episode Aww. comes out. So it's very fitting, but it's sad. very fitting that I cover California. So. Turnbull Canyon is in the Puente Hills and Whittier area. So for those of you not in California, that's just outside of L.A. Or I guess those of you not in L.A. because California is a big place. (laughs) Um, 
a little bit. So residents of this area often disagree over the history of the canyon and the experiences that are associated with it. And it's said by many that, but it, but it is said that many, wow, I haven't had a tongue twist moment <laughs> in like a long time. I know. And it's not even like saying hard word. Like, I know. know. <laughs> Maybe okay. that's why you need to say hard word. <laughs> Maybe it's good practice for me not being able to speak in general. Yep. So what I was saying, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot, of, really? <laughs> I think I just don't know how to say this next sentence. <laughs> a lot of residents in the area say that it is a scary place to be by yourself at night. They feel like they're being watched or they have experiences of their own in the area. But we're going to start with the history. Okay. Well, it's mostly all history. Teach me. I'm going to teach you. All right. First. The area today that we know as Turnbull Canyon was once known as Hudakunga. Yep. There we go. <laughs> yep. That's what we're going with. Yep. Uh, to the Native Americans that once lived here, the name Hatakunga. Yeah, whatever. Listen, it's spelled H-U-T-U-K-N-G-N-A. Yeah, that's, that sounds good to me. I don't think you're supposed to print like Hatun Hatukna. It's probably Hatukna. Let's go with Hatut. <laughs> I'm only, this is the last time I'm saying it. Anyway, evidently that word means the dark place. Oh. Yeah. So they didn't like it either. Ooh. Like, yeah. And I guess it was a battleground at one point for the Native Americans where they would fight. For whatever reason, I guess if someone besmirched their name and the losing team would obviously, they would all be team. The losing side. <laughs> sports. This isn't the sports. <laughs> um, the losing side, of course, would all be dead. Yeah, because they did some like tough like, yeah. scalping and stuff. So I don't know if their fear of this place came after that or if they were afraid of it during this time because of all of the, the spirits the that spirits, were there. Yeah. Um, either way, they did not like it. Not a good place. And when the Spanish conquered the area, of course, they were converting the Native Americans to Catholicism. And the Spanish would force the Native Americans into the canyon in order to attempt to convert them. They thought that um, by making the Native Americans face their fears, they'd be more willing to accept the faith, the faith, the faith that brought them there. Ugh, it's like someone being like, "Here, just face the snake." You're like, "No." Yeah. No. Exactly. Go on this Ferris wheel, and now you'll be uh, your fear is conquered. You your conquer fear is conquered, and now you'll be whatever religion I want you to be. No, I'll just avoid. Yeah, snakes. I'm. I'm yeah. good. Yep. So. Of course, if they didn't convert, they would be killed. So what ended up happening, though, was when they brought the Native Americans into the canyon, it seemed that they would give up and just resign themselves to their fate. Mm. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. But so it's like the thought is like being in the canyon just makes them like... Was there, like, an overwhelming, like, feeling in there that made them just not... Give up. Yeah. Probably. 
So some people today say that they've heard war drums in the canyon. Hmm. While they're out there, you know, hiking. Of course, it's a popular hiking trail now. You think someone's just like out there like hitting a drum? Like I would be. Totally. They're like, <laughs> um, so next part, in eighteen forty five, the Spanish governor of Alta California hmm? deeded most of the land in what is now Whittier to two white settlers, John Rowland and William Workman, who emigrated from New Mexico, where they ran a successful fur trapping business. Um it was a 49,000-acre land that they got and included the present site of Turnbull Canyon. Well, Workman wasn't well-liked by the Native Americans, and they would regularly raid his property, even though eventually they would end up working for him. Working for Workman. <laughs> uh, but because of these raids, he built a tunnel and living space under his home to protect his family. And when the Indians did later work for him, they reported seeing ghosts and witches in the subterranean passage, which would end at the family burial ground. Hmm. Yeah. But, but only the Native Americans reported seeing them? I guess, but it's, I mean, if you think about it, maybe only the Native Americans were down there. If they're working, that's true. They're probably, they're also probably like more willing to say that they're saying that, whereas like, yeah. Other men might sound like they're going crazy if they saw exactly. something. So that's what's said. Um, so Workman was also involved in a plot to usurp the governor who had originally given him his land and was said to carry all of this bad juju to it with him to the end of his life. And he lost most of his property and money in a failed banking enterprise with his son-in-law and then shot himself in 1876. Okay. So now we're going to move on. So around the same time as all of this is going on with workmen, Robert Turnbull comes into the picture. Uh, he was a Scottish immigrant. Yay! Yeah. We connected. We connected. Full circle. <laughs> it always happens somehow. It really some does. Way. I love it. Um, so he was also a shepherd, and he moved to California to make money in real estate. Well, he ends up owning the canyon after Workman lost it, if you couldn't tell by his name. So after Workman dies, Turnbull gets the property. Turnbull eventually decides to sell the canyon to two Quaker men who are wanting to start a new colony. Little did I know that Whittier was started by the Quakers. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that either. So a while after selling the canyon, Turnbull spent one night drinking, as he often did, and on his way home, he fell off of his horse and was arrested for public drunkenness. Right? <laughs> Amazing. And not drinking and driving like we would today. Nope. Just drinking and riding that horse. Public drunkenness. Didn't one of the presidents get arrested for that, too? Probably. I think it'd be really easy to fall off of a horse if you were drunk. Totally. I think it's more difficult than driving a car, probably. Probably. Um, It's a lot of balance. Yeah. And horsepower. (laughs) (laughs) Killing it tonight. (laughs) Killing it. Um, so the next morning he returned home from, you know, his overnight stay in the jail 
with a broken, bruised, and bloodied face. He had been beaten and couldn't recall how. Oh. Yeah. His injuries caused him to have a brain aneurysm that the coroner said was a result of a blow to the head. And the aneurysm caused Turnbull to fall off the Macy Bridge into the L.A. River where his body was later discovered. And his death was concluded as a murder. So he had an aneurysm and fell off of a bridge. And then they're like, it's murder. Because he had an aneurysm. Well, because he was in a fight and he doesn't remember with who. Oh, because they were saying like the aneurysm. Was yeah, mm. and it was the cause of a, a blow to the head, which I mean, if he fell off a horse, it could be a blow what to the, the head. the horse like stepped back on his face? Like, yeah, but I guess the cops would remember him being that's like true. that. And there's no reports from the cops saying that that's what happened. It's probably the cops that did it. Probably. Because they got away with it, right? Yeah. So, once the Quakers heard of Turnbull's death, they decided to name the canyon after him since he was so nice to sell them the land that they needed. So kind. So kind. So, that's how it became Turnbull Canyon. And it makes sense that this canyon is named after a guy that was murdered. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. In memory of. (laughs) All of this crazy shit that happens. All right. Now we're getting to the Great Depression. Ooh. Yes. During the Great Depression, a lot of families would give their kids up to orphanages in hopes that they'd be able to feed them better than the family could. Um, so, well, so during that same time period in, um, in the canyon, there was a cult. And I think you know where I'm going with this. The cult... Uh, so the cult was described as a large group of men and women wearing black robes and enacting strange rituals each night. It's said that this cult would adopt the orphan children and use them for sacrificial sacrificial rituals. Oh. Yeah. Sad. So sad. I feel so sad for these parents. They're just... Yeah, they're trying to do what's right for their kids. And they're losing them. Yeah. yeah. So later on, they would then move to kidnapping children. Of course. Yeah. As they do. And I guess by the time people noticed that children were going missing, the cult had moved on. Yeah. But people have been to Turnbull Canyon at night and have seen hooded figures roaming on the trails. Some people have seen bonfires in the canyons and others have reported seeing ghosts of children. And some people think there are still satanic rituals that occur within the canyon. Probably. I mean, maybe. It's a wooded area with a pretty crazy history. And it's probably got a lot of energy for yeah. sacrifices and stuff. I mean, potential history. Yeah. <laughs> but let's be real. It's happening. It's all real. So, apparently, during this same time in the 1930s, in Turnbull Canyon was Messina Asylum. Hmm. Okay. So they've just yeah. got it all. They have got it all. Native you American want it, cults, they got it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's all there. So in the 1940s, it burnt down during a mysterious fire. Hmm. Yeah. Since that day, explorers visiting the ruins have reported intense feelings of fear and even panic 
One person said, you feel as though something is reaching inside your brain and gently caressing what they find there. That is so descriptive. It's so descriptive. Oh. And like gently caressing what they find there, not your brain. And also like, what did that person find And in it there? makes me want to scratch my right? head. <laughs> we both just do that. We're like, oh. Oh. Everyone that listens scratching their head. Okay. Should we go visit? Should we add this to our... Oh, for sure. But definitely during the day. Yeah. Daytime. Not going to this place at night. Bring my headlamp. Oh, not, a, not a teenager anymore that's <laughs> uh, yeah. willing to do anything and anything. Anything and everything? I wasn't willing to do anything and everything. <laughs> but, okay. Um. So, in the early 1960s, a group of teenagers was hiking through Turnbull Canyon and came across the asylum. Came across. I mean, come on. They were probably looking They're out for, for it. it. Yeah. yeah. They were out for it. And they were probably drinking or smoking weed. I don't know. What was the drug of choice in the 60s? Weed or... LSD, maybe? LSD yeah. or... Yeah. Whatever. They were having fun, I'm sure. So, one of the boys found an, ele- an old electric shock treatment device. Oh. Yeah. Joking around, he strapped it to his head and shouted that he was going to burn. Well, he did. Wait, but I thought it burned down. It did. So there hadn't been electricity in the building for 20 years. Oh. 20 years. And according to his friend, it only took a f- his friends, it only took a few seconds for him to die. Dang. Right? That's intense. Yeah. Oh. Do you think it was because he was on LSD and just... I don't know. Like, maybe. I mean, maybe. Or maybe there really was some, like, maybe no one ever actually turned off the power, but the fire happened and they just left. And, like, there was some, like, last charge sitting in it. Yeah. But he said, like, but you would have to, like, turn something off and on. Or I guess not if it's, like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't don't really know how. And for the charge to be that intense. That's pretty intense. Who knows? I mean, I didn't get into the description. That just there was very descriptive what happened to him. Evidently, his eyeballs cooked. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. the microwave from our last story. <laughs> <laughs> Microwaved eyeballs, mm. delicious. Add some ranch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the fifties. Okay, I mean we were just in the sixties, but that was a side side tangent. It's fine. It's fine. Let's go back to the fifties. In the 50s, there was a plane crash. So, we know for certain that was a plane crash in 1952. Okay. But there are two different stories about what happened. There is the official story, which is that there was a plane headed for Burbank Airport, but it was rerouted to LAX due to fog. Which makes sense. It does get crazy foggy. It does. That's... that's Except Legit. that solution. So the pilot was given clearance to fly at a lower altitude, but in the fog, he couldn't see Turnbull Canyon and clipped his wing. They crashed. All 29 passengers on board died. That's the official story. Um, there's also a note that he didn't have, uh, currently have product a proper medical certificate. Like it was expired. Hmm. I'm like, well, I mean... Always trying to blame the pilot. Always. The unofficial story. 
Ooh, this is good stuff. This is that good, good. Okay, so I've read several accounts of this story. And one of them was from a guy that says he's been researching this area for years. Meanwhile, I mean, this post was probably years ago. I don't remember the date, but it was at least 10 years ago. So, but he'd been researching it for a really long time. And according to the guy, this guy, the official story that I just told you guys wasn't anywhere to be found on the internet when he started this research. Hmm. Interesting. But it was, like, before he finished his research. So someone put it on there. So someone, like, added the story. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was looking it up, I found, like, an official report. And I'm like, interesting. If it really wasn't on there before, hmm. and then they just put it up. Someone's trying to cover know. something. Maybe. Maybe. So, this next story is a little bit crazier. According to these stories, it was an American Airlines plane that crashed in the canyon. Except, there wasn't an American Airlines flight scheduled. And they weren't missing a plane. There also wasn't a tail number present. And as per the official story, all 29 passengers on board died. Except 21 of those passengers were children. And not a single person had identification. What? Yeah. Weird. Is the plane still there? I don't think so. I So evidently... There is a Whittier Museum, mm-hmm. and they have, like, remnants from the crash, hmm. I guess. I saw something about that. We can go to the Whittier Museum. When we go to our outing. Yeah, when we go to our outing. So those are, like, the big stories of all of the things that are potentially causing all these crazy hauntings. Here's a couple additions. Evidently, there's a hanging tree. It's said that there was a man who was hung from it, and you can see him hanging there at the time of his death. No one seems to know what time that is, but if you look twice, he disappears. Interesting. Okay. And since the 50s and the 2000s, there have been some deaths there, um, mostly thought to be drug or gang-related murders. Pretty gruesome ones. Um, There was a girl a few years back who was shot in the head and then drugged behind the car for four miles. Four miles? Yeah. But it's thought that maybe they didn't know that. And, like, her, like, maybe when they pushed her out of the car or whatever, her, like, ankle got caught in the seatbelt or something. Oh. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Um, As well as car accidents because it's very twisty-turny. Right. So. Or nighttime twisty-turny. And speaking of Twisty Turney, I read this ghost story. This couple, I'm assuming they were a couple. It was a guy and a girl. They were driving. The guy was driving very fast, like 80 miles an hour through this, like, Twisty Turney, cliffy roads. They were just like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not comfortable. Meanwhile, there's a 180 degree turn coming up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, oh, my God, we're going to die. We're going to careen off this cliff. Mm-hmm. And instead of careening off the cliff, the car spins, spins out. And they're like, what the fuck? And then they look, and there's a guardrail. And on the other, a few feet past the guardrail, 
there's two kids standing there. Oh my gosh. We need chills. Full <laughs> and they're dressed in like old school clothing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then they get out of the car and I guess the kids are gone at this point. Maybe they like looked away and like they, they thought the, ch- the kids just left. Uh-huh. And there's like the guardrail and then like an inch and then like nothing. So there's no way that those kids were like standing there. there. They were their guardian angels. They were their guardian angels. I'm like, sweet little babies. That's fucking crazy. Literally give me chills. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's it. That's the story of Turnbull Canyon. Wow. Yeah. They have everything there. Okay, we have to go. We have to go. Everyone come with us. Field trip. And then we'll go to Scotland and we'll try to find this cave. And yeah, we'll it'll be great. We'll, we'll pay for our trip because yeah. of the diamonds and stuff. We'll find. We'll get some pickled humans with ranch and some jewelry. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Just everything Heather ever wanted. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. You know the drill. Yeah. Um, rate us if you liked hanging out with us. Five stars, please. It means the world to us. It makes us popular and important. I guess. I don't really know. I think that's what the cool kids say. I think it is. Um, Follow us on social media. Bang Bang Colt. Yep. Facebook and Insta. Yep. And email. Bang Bang Colt at gmail.com. And that's that. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.